That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. When it's Android over iPhone, and you can keep your stupid amiibo and always bashing on Nintendo. But that's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. Thanks, Retro Fandango. Well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Retro Fandango number 182. Uh, I'm already in a disagreement with my buddy Ramvox, Richard. Um, what are we disagreeing on? We're just talking about barbecued mice. You said that uh, we do this live show on YouTube and only one warm body shows up, and I, I disagree. It's at, at least I, five. We get I five. didn't say only one. I said we wait until one shows up. now we get right in there so can, can you hear the shop you can't hear that shop back right no no sarah was all worried that you were going to hear the shop back what's she so, using the shop back for well as we were discussing uh before we started roll recording uh she found a mouse uh nest inside of our barbecue so now she's vacuuming so you're just sucking Thanks. up those mice <laughs> yes I don't think there was any mice in there, but this is the second time we've had a, a mouse nest. For whatever reason, they, they got the scent and they got the idea to build a nest inside of our barbecue. The first time it happened, it was in the spring. Not this year, but a few years ago. We hadn't used our barbecue in the fall. And then opened it up in the spring and there was a mouse nest in there. And the mouse popped out and freaked Sarah out and all that. So, you know, we cleaned it out and all that. And that was a couple of years ago. But this is really weird because we use the barbecue you know, almost every day, if not every second day, like, like, like there'll be, you know, four days during the week, we'll use, be using it every day. And then maybe a day or two might go by where we don't use it, but then we're right back to using it, you know? So how they found the time to build nests in there in between grilling time, I, I don't know. Well, they're not distracted by like podcasts and, you know, yeah. buying little <laughs> toys and things. Yeah. But I don't focused. know why the camera's on you and you're all mic'd up because if Sarah's out there with mice and a shop vac, she's living like a Looney Tunes cartoon right now. And I want to see what's going on. <laughs> no, nah, there's not much, uh, not much to see out there. Trust me. There's no actual, like we didn't see any mouse. It was just the nest is there. So she might've fired up the barbecue yesterday and then it took off and then it, it won't come back. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, forget the vacuum. Why not just light that thing up? <laughs> That'll solve your problem. She did. Well, we did, but I guess they put the nest in the corner where the flames don't get to it or whatever. Cause it was singed a little on the side, but <laughs> it's still the usable. nest itself was, yeah, it was still usable. So you had to pick it up and throw it out. And then, uh, She's just vacuuming the rest of the, the whole thing. How big, need, is your, how big is your barbecue that you can get like a mouse nest in there? Standard average everyday barbecue. Mice aren't that big. They're they're tiny, so they can get into the nooks and, and crevasses. You could also just, you know, slather your barbecue with rat poison. Mm, I don't think it's good to put rat poison close to where you cook your food. I don't think it's a good idea. Mm, find out. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I would be away. We would <laughs> we would discover I, if it is a good idea idea. I, either way, your problems would be over. That's true. Oh man. <laughs> Let me tell you. Today has been a freaking long day. I don't know about you. Well, you just started your day, but my day started and we're not I'm not allowed to complain about this. No one's allowed to complain about this. Because if you complain about it, you apparently 
are for uh, dead babies and, and killing children. Okay. Is, so we have this thing in this system in uh, Canada called an Amber Alert system. Mm-hmm. And uh, if a kid goes missing, they put out this Amber Alert and... Recently, like within the last couple of years, they decided to maybe we should get phones in on this. We should get everybody's phone in on it. So if we put out an Amber Alert, we're going to put out an alert on everyone's phone. It's fine. Okay, sure. But they put out an Amber Alert at 3.40 in the morning. And regardless if you have your ringer turned off or whatever, it just friggin' your phone just starts going off. Uh-huh. And because uh, I'm a Canadian, my phone just doesn't go off once. It goes off once to tell me that there's an Amber Alert in English, and then it goes off again a couple <laughs> minutes later to tell me there's an Amber Alert in French. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I, where I am, you know, I'm in a decent-sized town, and if there was a kid that went missing in my town, I, I would be, you know, okay, yeah, sure, let me know, because I might have seen something or heard something or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when the kid goes missing three hours ago, in a town that's five hours away from me. And I'm talking like five hours if you're booting it with no stops. That doesn't make too much sense to me, especially at 3.40 in the morning. And I got to be up at five and, and out the door. So, you know, that cuts into my that cuts into my sleep. And it takes me, I'm not a teenager. I can't just like, oh, notification then to go right back to sleep. It takes me a while to go back to sleep after all that, especially after the second alarm. So, Man, people say I hate kids. Yeah, see, I'm not allowed to complain mm-hmm. about it. Well, what if your kid went missing? How would you <laughs> feel? Wouldn't you want everything yeah. possibly done for your kid? And I'd be like, I, I can't disagree with that. Of course I would. But I, there's got to be a better way to do this thing. I it's, mean, if, it's kind of the equivalent. Well, I'll say. Yeah, I'm going to get yelled at for hate kids on this. I was about to say it's kind of the equivalent of a car alarm going off. Yeah. Like, you know, I get it, but do do you have to notify everybody about what's going on right now? Yeah. I mean, I I do get it. I mean, I understand three hours ago in in a town that's five hours away, you don't know. That's when it was reported. So the kid could have been abducted several hours before then. Here, the, the report I got was that the kid was last seen at 1.55. And then they send me an alert at 3.40 in the morning. So the kid was last seen in the Ottawa area at 1.55. Okay, well, still, you get the report, and then it, it occurs to you, okay, kid matching this description, I'll keep my eyes out. A couple hours later, when it's applicable for your time zone, you've already got it in your head. There's this kid hey, if I see something like that. Sure. Yeah. If I was, if it, if they set up the system where I get up in the morning and even before I turn off my alarm on my phone, the first thing I see is Amber Alert. Okay. I'm going out now. You know, I, I'm going to get ready and get my breakfast together and all that stuff. And then I'm going to go out and I'll know I'll have all the information because I saw it when I got up. Cool. I don't need it at 340 in the morning. Where then I could lie there for an hour and wait to try to fall back to back asleep. Like, come on! I understand. I understand the system, and I understand your uh, complaints with the system. But no one's allowed to complain about it. If you complain about it, 
you're a, a boomer who just likes to complain and you you want to see kids I'll say this. You can complain about it all you like because I know if you did see one of these kids and you knew it was the kid from that description, you'd still say something, even though you complained about losing sleep over it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. There you go. I wouldn't not do anything about it, of course. But I, there, the problem is, is that any sort of, I feel, any sort of valid, constructive criticism of the way that they do this is immediately shut down because they say, no, you are against children and there's no room for discussion on this. You have to get up at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. or whatever it is in the middle of the night to be alerted that there's, and I don't even look at it. I'm sorry, but I see the thing. It doesn't say tornado. It doesn't say that there's going to be a nuclear explosion. It doesn't say that the the Chinese are coming or anything like that. It just says Amber Alert, kid missing. I, I throw the phone down. And then I try to fall back asleep. And then it goes off again in another five minutes to tell me the same thing in French. You know? Wow. You just immediately went for the Chinese. What's, what's your problem with them? Well, uh, I just watched uh, The World Is Not Enough, the uh, James Bond film, and that was the uh, bad guy was trying to or no it was tomorrow never dies the bad guy was trying to start a war between britain and china like he was faking it to make it look like it so that's why I, that's why i went with china so you enjoy these films forget eh perpetuate stereotypes my goodness can't win, can't win. no you can't no with you bleeding you heart liberals <laughs> somebody's going to complain <clears throat> hey get, how about I, I do, I do understand the uh, annoyance of that sort of system because in in Japan, when we have an earthquake, the the same kind of thing happens with your phone. There's like a a, a message alert that goes out to everybody's phone. Yeah. Um, so when we had a couple of big earthquakes years back, every aftershock you would get one of those reports, and it's to the point that it was slightly traumatic. Like you hear that sound go yeah. off. And you think, oh, my God, what's going to happen now? And then after a certain amount of time goes by, you realize, okay, it's, it's just getting annoying now. And there's a specific tone that just, uh, you know, anytime you hear it, it, like, sends a little shiver up your spine. Well, unfortunately, they use the same tone for everything here. So it doesn't matter what the alarm is. It's the same friggin' tone. Right, because then you'd identify the sound. You wouldn't check if it wasn't important right. to you. So uh, there, uh, there was a mistake a couple of years ago where everyone got an alert that uh, the nuclear power plant in Pickering, Ontario, uh, which is in Joe's neck of the woods, uh, there was some sort of problem with it, with it but it's being uh, worked on or contained. It was a very vague message or something. It was very weird. And, and it went out to everybody. Everybody got mm-hmm. this message and they're like, what is going on? And, you know, and it turned out that they were testing the alert system and they sent out something that they weren't supposed to. I, I think I heard something about this. I don't know if it was that or just something extremely similar to that. Yeah. And everybody freaked out, but it turned out to be, turned out to be nothing. But yeah. anyways, I got no problems with Amber Alerts. Do the Amber Alerts. But I mean, we got You can figure out a better way to do it than waking everybody up. In the middle of the night. I'm sorry. Sorry that offends you. Anyone listening? I'm sorry. Nobody offends you, but I think there is some there's some room for some constructive criticism of that system and the way they do it. You want to go back to the milk cartons? 
No, I mean, like I like I like I said, like it's a valid question. If they said if it was your kid missing, wouldn't you want absolutely everything done? And absolutely, I would. I I couldn't even imagine being in that position. Yeah. I don't I don't have any kids, I, but I suppose in that situation, it's maybe if it was just something that you requested rather than being mandatory for everybody. Yeah. Because uh, my well, wife that... does that with, um, there's like local police reports. So she has like that request. And anytime right. they say like a suspicious person was seen over here, somebody approached a kid over there, you get a little report over that. That's been suggested as well. Why not have the people who want to do the thing to do it and let the people who don't want it not have, like not make it mandatory kind of thing, allow you to opt out of it. But that's not even, you can't even discuss it. It's not even up for discussion. Not allowed. Nope. It's this way. Can't win. Canada. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, you know, I mean, come on. Like, just come up with, like, think about it. Think about it before you send it. Okay. The kid is over here in Ottawa. It's been missing for three hours. Maybe we should put out, like, a three-hour, like, send out the alert within this three-hour circle. And let the people in the four-hour and five-hour circle <laughs> sleep, you know? Yeah. Um, um, did you did you mark uh, send a message to Ryan? Maybe that's why we I don't did. have anybody here. <laughs> no, I did. I well, it was yesterday, but I think I sent. I think he got a retweet or something. He must must have gotten a retweet. He's oh, probably busy. Him. He's got something better to do. Well, he usually listens at work. I'm sure he's busy, but does he really have something better? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Maybe someone else is doing a podcast right now. Oh, Maybe. that would hurt. That would really hurt. <laughs> now I don't want to know what he's doing. Okay, let me do this house cleaning uh, before we move on. Uh, Cartridge Club is playing Cuphead. Oh, hey, month. look, Mrs. Q-Dog's here. Hey, we got one person. It hey, worked. Y'all. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa, for tuning in. Well, she's just here to complain about uh, your Amber Alert. Yeah, she probably just tuned in right now. She has no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Cuphead, Cartridge Club playing this month. Good luck, everybody. Salute you. Want to play that game? I, I still haven't played that. I haven't played it either. I, I'm kind of, um, I, I'm done with the platformers. I, I suck at them, and I don't want to learn new platformers. And Mrs. Q-Dog's got nothing better to do. That is what we're here for. We're here for the people who have nothing better to do. We we should have our own Statue of Liberty, and, and on that plaque says, you know, give me your tired, your weak, and you know, people who got nothing better to do. You're, you're tired, you're weak, and you're cableless. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I salute anyone who wants to play that game. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm when I see tough, hard, difficult platformers, I'm just like I could do a Dark Souls type of game once in a while. But even now, I was playing the Surge. I got so far into that was a Dark Souls type of game. Now I'm stuck on a boss, and I'm like, it's too much effort to go and fight it. Uh, next month, they're playing Super Mario Galaxy in July. So get ready for that. Oh. Uh, RF Gen is playing Metal Gear Solid 2, The Sons of Liberty. Good game. And uh, Beat the Bandy, I kind of uh, put in an uh, informal request to, to have a racing game. On uh, beat the Bandy. and he uh, stepped up and uh, chose Rad Racer this month for the month month of June. So now I'm gonna have to dig out my copy of Rad Racer and the NES. 
Are you going to do the power glove like the kid in the movie? God, no. That thing was terrible. No. My buddy Frank had one of those, and it was awful. He you had to get the high score. It was funny because for years he had that uh, – he had it like his TV in his bedroom. Had the – all like the – there was some like right. sort of it, it sticky – had like these, yeah, yeah, these like two or three different – Nodes or something he had to put on there, but he took them all off. But all those the residue was still on there. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I kind of forget that. That's kind of like the precursor to the whole Wii sensor bar thing. Yeah, they were. See, they were always on that stuff. Always trying to get people to do gimmicky things. Yeah. Speaking of the Wii, I actually broke that out and played it last week. I put back in that uh, Punch Out. It's a good game. That's good times. You don't use the motion controls, though, right? You put the thing on no, the side. No, I just use the controller, which that uh, that D-pad. Yeah, I know. It's just, you know. Why they wouldn't bigger. let you. You couldn't. I don't think you could put in the classic controller. And, no, no. I think yeah. I read that somewhere. That would have been much more comfortable. Yes. Still a fun game. Still fun. And every time I play Punch-Out, whether it's the original or this Wii one, for some reason, I, I, I never got too into super punch out but uh whenever i play it it was the same thing i start up and i'm like i'm not very good but i can i can make my way through the minor circuit get into the uh the what is it oh god what is it heavyweight is the last middle middleweight main i don't know the middle title thing and i always like lose at great tiger he's the first guy to, like knock me out and then i put it down i don't play it for a while and then i pick it up and I start playing, I beat him, and I, I make it up to Soda Popinski. And that's where, you know, even if I'm trying hard, I can't get past Soda Popinski. Yeah. Same pattern every single time. Uh, me, I, I think I was stuck on the, on the original Punch-Out on this. Uh, ha- is it Honda that comes back a second time? Yes. yes. Yeah. I, I always got stuck on him. Well, that, I, I would get stuck there, but it's always the pattern of I don't play it for a long time. And I'm playing, I'm like, oh, okay, I remember this, I get there. And then... Tiger, he he gets me down. Tiger, and then you know I'll struggle a little bit with um, Bald Bull. I'll mm-hmm. struggle a little bit with uh, Honda the second time he comes yeah. around, and then you, once you get the Popinski, it's over. Uh, I, in that uh, Wii version of the game, there apparently you could fight Donkey Kong if you make it far enough in the game. I've heard that. I saw that in a review. I think it's after you beat it, he's like the. Yeah, like he's like the real boss. Like you think, oh, I won, but then like the real boss. I th- you have to beat it twice, or you have to get a certain number of knockouts, or something like that, because mm. you get graded depending on how fast you do it. Time limit. Something. I don't know. I'm not good enough to do that. I I'm kind of with you on the whole like hard game challenge. Like, I'll play the game to the point that I'm comfortable with it, but one of these super hard games, you got to be pixel perfect and all that. I don't have the time to put in uh, to to challenge myself to get good. I just don't care. Like, I, there's sometimes like when a game is like, okay, this is really challenging, and I want to play. Like Ghostbusters, the video game, I wanted to play that on the harder difficulty levels and all that. But and sometimes it's like I just don't care. <laughs> I just want to get through so, a game. Yeah. So this Rad Racer thing, I probably, I don't think I, I think I've beaten the the first track once. Like I made it all the way from start to end um once i think like 10 years ago or something but it's been a long time i don't don't think i've ever played rad racer it's good times good game 
yeah. What else can we talk about? Do you want to start in this toy stuff? Or we're talking about games. Do you want to continue? I got one more game to talk about. Yeah, go ahead. Tell me what you've been playing. Well, I've been playing that. Put it in the uh, comments down below. (laughs) I've been playing that darn uh, Xbox. I've been having a good time with that. And uh, the Game Pass. And on there, they have uh, State of Decay. Let me tell you that uh, I don't know if you heard uh, that uh, it's uh, called Quick Resume, where you can go out of one game and into another game. So it'll it'll pause your game, and then you can go play another game. And it's like, okay, I want to go back to that game, and you go right back to it, and it'll just start it instantly. Does without... it work? Does that work for just like going back and forth to one game, or can you bounce to all different save states? I think it's in between two games. You bounce in between, I think. Anyways, so I started playing the State of Decay 2, and I was kind of enjoying it. And I'm like, I wonder if I should play State of Decay 1 first, because I have never played, or I played it a little bit on the PC, but I was like, eh, maybe I'll go back and play that one. And it was a small download, so I was like, maybe I'll go get that one. So I, I paused State of Decay 2. I played all the way through State of Decay 1, like the whole thing from beginning to end, which probably took like 20 hours or whatever over the the span of a week. Then I'm like, okay, I'm done with that. I'm like, I'm going to go back into State of Decay 2. I fire up State of Decay 2, and it freaking quick resumed that game from like a week ago. I was like, my my character was in mid-stride, and I went in (laughs) it, and the character went, like, stopped running. I'm like, I totally forgot it It did that. That was pretty cool. That is impressive. Uh, It's an impressive bit of technology. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, come on. Can you just focus on one game at a time? Did enough people complain about this that you got to add that feature? Well, I mean, I, well, I think what it's for is the, like, if you're, if you're multiplayer, like you're in a multiplayer thing mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, uh, I'm, I want to uh, start up another game, but you got to wait for your friends to come on or whatever. So you go play something small. You know, like a little side game or whatever while you wait in 15 minutes or whatever for your friends to get their act together. Then you can go back in that game. Or sometimes I like having like an adventure game going and a racing game going at the same time. Like sometimes like I just don't feel like doing the whole, you know, adventure game thing and all that. And I just want to just do a couple laps on a, mm-hmm. on a racetrack. So it's kind of cool that. Yeah, that's cool. If I'm away from a game for too long, though, I, I just delete what progress i have and start over like i, I do that, that with the punch yeah. out I, I turned it on it was like okay face popinski and like ah, i gotta warm up here i want to go back to the beginning yeah. i didn't remember how to go back so i was like yeah forget it delete the yeah. file start over i could totally see it for a game like that but um something like state of decay where you're building up stuff and all that you don't want to have to go back and do all that yeah so. yeah i see it i'm just an old man who complains about everything Anyway, State of Decay 2, it's like this old, it's like a, a ripoff of the um, Walking Dead world. It's an open world game where you go in there and there's zombies everywhere and they're all attacking you and you have to find other friends and build up a base just like you would in the in the Walking Dead. But um, it's, it's pretty cool. It's got permanent death. So if your character dies, character's gone. Um, but you're building like a base with all these people in it and you can totally you can swap at any time between characters and that so if your character dies you just go and start with uh, with another character but all the progress you made with that character is gone hmm. so like uh you know they're it's a little bit like 
they all have skill trees, right? So it's a little bit like an RPG, like, you know, they're getting better at hacking away zombies and stuff like that. I haven't killed one of my characters yet. Uh, characters have died while they're with me because you can bring someone along with you and, and they've died, but I haven't died with my character yet because I'm very careful. You know, before I go into a thing, you have to, like there's these things called uh, blood hearts or something like that. And they're making all the zombies extra crazy and extra uh, mad. So you have to go in there and, you know, strategy like, okay, I'm going to bring enough, you know, weapons with me and enough bombs with me and enough health with me and enough energy with me so I can go in there and, and kill this thing. Um, but, you know, there's a little bit, little bit of give and take with the whole system. Like it also will kill like other people. So I, there's different ways you can play it. You can play it like a sheriff. You can play it like a warmonger where you just go around and take care, like just take everybody out. Um, I chose to play it as a traitor because I thought that would be a cool way to do it where you're just, you know, get along with the other communities out there and trading things and uh, all that stuff. So I thought, okay, I'll go that route. So I, um, they have these vehicles in the games too, and the vehicles uh, degrade over time. You know, if you start hitting too many zombies with the, with your car uh, or hitting, you know, whatever objects or whatever, your car will start breaking down. So you got to find these toolboxes to fix up the car. Um, and I was doing these, this trade with this other these other guys, and they were um, uh, auto mechanics. They have auto mechanic skills, right? And I didn't have an auto mechanic in my thing. So I was like, well, if I get good with these guys, if I get in with these guys, they'll be able to fix my cars for me and not only fix my cars, but upgrade them. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. So I'm like, I'm going to focus on these guys and get them all up to date. So, um, you know, the first time I go over there, I go over there, all prepared, got all my stuff, go over there. And they're like, oh, we just need you to go get this one thing and come back into it. So you go out and get the one thing, bring back. And then uh, next time, call all prepared and everything. Oh, we just, our, our friend is, you know, on the other side of the map and he's lost and we just need you to find him and bring him back. Okay, I'll go do that thing and all that. And then they moved in like right beside me. There was, there was like an auto place right beside me. And we're getting to be so good friends. They're like, hey, we're going to build a thing right here. I'm like, oh, okay, that's awesome. They're like, come on over. So I get all prepared. I go over. They're like, oh, we just need you to, to help us, uh, you know, move stuff in or whatever the heck it was. I'm like, okay. So uh, the next time they call me, I'm like, ah, I'm not going to grab all my stuff. I don't need all that stuff. I'm just going to go over and, and help them do whatever it is they're doing. Hopefully it's the last one. So they'll be all ready and they can fix my cars for me. So I don't bring anything and I don't even bring a buddy with me to help me out. I go over there and they're like, oh, yeah, we, we're ready to move in and everything. But uh, it looks like we pissed off some zombies and they're all going to be coming in and attacking the place. So we need you to, to defend the place. And I got nothing. I got like <laughs> I, I got this crossbow thing that could shoot like one thing at a time and it takes forever to reload it. And I got my melee weapon, but that's it. I don't have any health with me or anything. And this is my good, this is my main character. This is my guy. I don't want to lose him at all. So like, okay, well, I've done these before, you know, where the zombies all come in and, um, you know, I, I just hack them. My guy's so good at fighting and just hack them all the pieces and all that. No problem. Uh, so the game gives me like a minute, you know, before the thing starts. And I'm thinking I could run all the way back to my base because they're right next door. I could grab some stuff, maybe grab a guy and come back and and be all ready i thought i don't want to risk it. i don't want to lose these guys so no i'll just wait i'll wait for the zombies to come so uh timer runs out the zombies start coming 
they're all running, you know, and I'm hacking them and all that. Okay, no problem, no problem. We're getting through this, no problem. Hack them all up, no problem. Okay, that's good. Did it, no problem. Uh, that was wave one. Wave two's coming. Oh, great. Wave two comes. Wave two comes. Hack up all these guys and all that. Oh, there was a screamer guy. He's a guy that yells, and he'll bring other guys in. Hack him up really quick. All right, no problem. Got through wave two, no problem. Uh, that's good, but wave three is starting now. Like, oh, wave three. Wave three starts, mm-hmm. and uh, hacking zombies, and then I hear, and th- these are the, it's a big juggernaut, like just this big, massive zombie guy. I've never killed one of them yet, uh, and he just comes in, and I'm like, oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm in their garage thing, and uh, the garage, it's kind of like has like these big windows and uh, the juggernaut is like running around in the parking lot and that. And I'm like, if I stay inside this garage, I can shoot it with my crappy, you know, bow and arrow thing in the head, you know, as much as I can just shoot him from there. And he can't get at me in here. I'll just let the other guy shoot at him. So I, I'm shooting him and we're killing him and we're wearing him down and all that and all that. And then I hear Rrr! there was a juggernaut like in the street that heard the commotion. And he came over. So now I'm fighting two of these guys that I've never been able to fight before. So we get the one guy down, but like everybody has like no health left at all. And oh man, how am I going to take this guy down? And the guy just friggin' eventually he took the one, one of one of the mechanics, tore him apart. There was pits, bits of him everywhere. It was like a, a one of those tremor worms exploding everywhere. Ah. <laughs> And then uh, I almost get him down, like where he's 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 down on one one knee, and so he can go up and do the executing move. But I couldn't get to him fast enough, and he picks up the other guy and tears him apart too. So I lost both my auto mechanics, and I survived. I stayed there, and I sh- kept shooting him from that safe spot, like in the thing, until he died because I was so pissed off at this guy. But the one time I didn't go over there prepared. That's uh, what the game. That's what the game there did. You go. Hey, there's you say you say you don't like hard games. Well, I, I was playing on normal. I was playing on normal mode, but it wasn't it wasn't a hard game until those friggin' juggernauts showed up. Right. Mrs. Q Doc's been playing uh Declutter the House, and I swear it's never going to end. <laughs> I don't think I can beat it. Yeah, there you go. Well, I hear that. Talk about a permadeath game. She's so playing a roguelike right there. <laughs> that's all i've been playing that's it that's state of the k2 it's good times you know the uh getting attached to your characters i've never really felt that in a game you know i i i mean i don't play a lot of those uh games where you'd like rpg build up your character that's why yeah i the closest i can say is something like uh torchlight you know a game like that i tend to play very conservatively right away you know make sure you pick up everything you can gather up enough potions and all that so that halfway through the game when i'm feeling like okay i've been playing this game for 10 hours now i'm losing my patience i just want to finish the game then i can play a little more recklessly because i have so much stuff stored up right okay whatever i'll respawn in town lose my stuff Ah, i got plenty whatever go i don't know well i mean like you never got attached to any like um like Gordon Freeman in Half Life. I got pretty yeah. attached to him because uh, yeah, of the but story. I mean a game a game like that you will just continue. You won't lose that character. Yeah, right. Or yeah, you can just load up an old save or whatever. 
But right. I mean, the closest I never got that because I don't play RPGs, but I do occasionally play that like pen and paper uh, mm-hmm. thing where you create your characters. Yeah. And I do have some characters that I've used in several adventures. And I got to admit, I'm a little afraid to send them into the dungeon at times because like, ah, if they die, they're they're gone. You know? Yeah. I, I could cheat, of course, and just use them again. But, you know, within the, the context of the game, that's the way it's supposed to be. And like, ah, I don't want to lose you. you. You got the good weapon. You killed two dragons already. Yeah, so well, State of Decay won't do that. As soon as someone dies, that sucker auto-saves because they know that people will cheat. and They'll try to, like, exit out into the menu or turn off their Xbox or whatever. Hmm. It does not let you do that at all. It's like that character's gone. It's not coming does, back. It doesn't give you the near, uh, like, are you sure nope. you want to do this? Are you <laughs> nope. sure? Are you really, no, really sure? Nope, no warning. And a cool thing, too, is, like, I cleared... I cleared one map. I cleared all the blood hearts out of one map and all that. The game's pretty much done at that point. Um, but then you can you can play it again on a different map, and you can bring your old characters into uh, into the new game. You can pick three of your old characters into the map. So you can attach them and bring them in there, and then they give you a little bo- bit of a bonus the second time you play it. So mm. I got kings. Uh, I don't know who I- you are, but hello, welcome. I got kings. I I read that as I go kings. I got kings. That's a got. What what kind of? I got kings. Maybe he's the Game of Thrones kings. I need to understand that name. I got kings. Miss Q Dog knows. It's I. It's I G K. Igik. It's H I I G K. Hi Igik. <laughs> the Grand High Igik. Sounds like something in a willow. Oh, look at that. We got a new uh, person watching, and we already trashed his name. Yes. Well, that's Good the work. way it goes. Yeah. If we still right. had a soundboard, you would be immortalized. I should get that up and running again. I don't know that's how. What I, you keep saying. I know, I know. And, you know, I was listening to Ramble Record Repeat, and they got a soundboard on that show. And that kind of like, soundboard's my thing. Damn it. Not anymore. No. Soundboard's for everybody. Anyone can do a soundboard. I don't. I'm not. I'm just kidding. Back valet curcoon. There you go. Did that get us a new listener? No. Okay. You want to talk about uh, movies now? You want to talk about Tremors? Oh, we can. I, well, I want to talk about toys, too. Oh, right. I'm that, sorry. That'll, I'm... Be, that'll be faster. Okay, go for it. Um, I was watching on Netflix. They had that uh, Power of Skull documentary all about uh, the creation of He-Man. It's kind of older. It's from a few years back. But I, I kept putting it off. Like, oh, I'm going to watch this someday. So I finally watched it. And it was kind of interesting. You know, they talk about the whole how they wanted to do a line of uh, figures for Conan, but it was yeah. R-rated, so they made up their own thing. And I, I think most people who are into He-Man have heard this information before, but it's still neat to see, and they show a lot of old sketches and artwork. And I, di- I didn't hear about it until that Toys That Made Us episode. Oh, okay, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. But uh, there's some good stuff in there, if, if uh, you're curious. And apparently the... Um, Okay, Melissa, go be a mom. Sure. Wow. <laughs> hey, that ties into my story a little bit. Oh, well. I'll, I'll 
it's going to come back full circle. But um, what was I saying? I don't know. No, you're, uh, you're watching. Play, I was, I was watching, watching the He-Man. He-Man thing, and so of course after I watch it, I, they're showing the figures and everything. I'm like, oh man, I wish I had some He-Man toys. I got rid of all my He-Man toys when I was a kid, and uh, I know they're doing the whole re-release classic things, and that's like yeah. not an option for me. Yeah, me neither. Um, well, for several reasons. One, I don't want to spend that much money on uh, some He-Man toys. At two, they're not available around here. If I had to buy them online, it would be even more expensive. And forget it. I don't want that. Plus, I don't. I don't buy toys that are big anymore. If I, something small, right. a little He-Man that would fit in the palm of my hand, that would be cool. But I don't want these big things. So they never had uh, He-Man in Japan. It wasn't a thing I have, in Japan. I, I don't see it around, and I don't dig for it. So who knows? I don't. That's the thing. I don't research any of this stuff anymore. I don't pay attention <laughs> to what's coming out. I don't like check this. Like, oh, new line of figures coming out. When's the release date? What are the serial numbers? I can't do all that. It's just if I go to the store and I see it, that's when I get it. So I, I kind of had toys on the brain. And then uh, I had a lesson with one of my students, and he's he's you know a little bit older than I am, but he he's got a fascination with uh, America, and he collects a few things. And he couldn't make it um, to the lesson physically a couple of weeks ago, so uh, we just did a lesson online. And since he was online, he was showing me stuff he had on his shelves. He buys oh. these like Fire King mugs. You ever hear of that thing? These like cups. No. I had never heard of it either, but apparently they're really popular here. There's this brand of cup. It's really old from America called Fire King. It's this glass cup, and people in Japan go nuts for them. And never heard a of bunch it. Of those. He's got like Buddy Lee. He does, he buys a lot of Americana things, and then he also had like a Wiley Coyote. Buddy Lee. Buddy Lee is that little uh, Cupid doll looking guy for the Lee jeans. My goodness, he knows more about I, America than I do. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like the things they focus on are things that probably a lot of uh, Americans or, or people in the West probably is like, right. I, don't, I don't know what that is. Anyway, he's showing me stuff and all these toys and things. And then uh, I mentioned, he mentioned he had like this old Disney thing from Hong Kong from years ago. I was like, you know what? I have a, a toy from Hong Kong from years ago too. It's like my original Godzilla figure and, so we're talking about this, and and um, I, I put my Godzilla figure out where he could see it um, next time he came over. And so I was like, man, you know what? I got toys on the brain. I kind of am interested in going to look in some of the shops. There's a really cool shop um, uh, nearby, and for years I've gone there, and, and they sell, like, books and comics on the first floor, and then the second floor they got cases of all like uh, collectible figures and, and, and things. All It's like a nice big place. And it's a privately owned store. There's plenty of room. It's always kind of empty. I, it's my favorite secondhand shop to go in to when I'm looking for like little, you know, collectible things to, to spend my time and money on. So uh, I figured, you know what, I'm going to go. I had a, a free morning. So my wife and I drove out there and we get there and... There's a sign on the front door, and that's never a good thing when you see a sign, a printed sign on the front door. 
So I was really nervous, walked up there, and sure enough, the, the store is going to close down. This oh. is their final month. So we got, like, they were already, like, putting shelves outside. You know, you go inside, and they're already stripping some mm-hmm. things down. I was like, oh, this is so depressing. I love this store. It's great and all that. But, um, man, they're shutting down the end of this month. So part of me was really happy that I went there because if I had waited, you know, I probably would have went there, and the whole thing would have just been done mm-hmm. you know gotten there too late so uh i went inside and and they had a little sale going on for some things they're already starting like uh you know some stuff's 30 percent off and then you know after this day it's going to be 50 percent off after this day it's gonna be this so it's kind of the if you want something get it now yeah so i was looking around and um that i i was really happy because I, I went i looked in and i'm sorry i don't have it with me i left it somewhere else but um First thing I saw was a little Sonic the Hedgehog. And, you know, the we talked about the Amiibo. And I always thought, oh, maybe I'll get that Sonic. But I didn't, yeah. didn't like the pose, didn't like the sculpt. Right, yeah. And I, I saw this either. one, and I was like, you know what? That's finally a Sonic that I like. It, it's closer to the original Mega Drive, like the original uh, mm-hmm. Genesis Sonic. He's a little rounder, and he's got his hands on his hips, and he's got that, like, annoyed look. And I think, yeah, that that's Sonic. That's the Sonic I know. So I was like, oh, cool, got that. And I didn't really see much else that I was interested in. So I was kind of on my way out, which is a shame because I want to support them to the end if I can. But then I noticed they had this uh, big bucket. And in Japan, they had this thing years back with uh, Pepsi uh, where you buy a bottle of Pepsi and there'd be a little figure like in a bag stuck to the top. And they did this whole thing with Star Wars. Uh, where you'd get like little Star Wars figures. And I guess they did it for like the prequel movies mostly, but they threw a lot of classic characters in there as well. And it was a big thing. Every time you go to a secondhand shop, you see them somewhere. They always got like a bin of them or a little plastic bag where they throw a bunch of them in there because they were so popular and there were so many of them that it's really not hard to get them. Like Mm -hmm. even the ones like you think, oh, it might be hard to get Vader or something, but no, you can find them. Um, so I was like, you know what? I've passed on these so many times before. I always told myself, I'm not going to buy these. You know, there's just so many of them. And most of them are like, uh, prequel characters. I don't know if I want to bother with this, but I figured, all right, let me go look. And they're, they're the perfect size for tabletop gaming. Uh Oh, (laughs) (laughs) and one of the games I play, it's, it's so easy to just take that system and alter the rules to make it like, okay, it's not a fantasy game now. Now it's a Star Wars game. And I, and I got these little figures here. I was like, you know what? I looked, uh, I asked the lady, how much are these things anyway? And she said, you know what? It's a, it's an all you can fit in a bag. So she oh. pulls out this little bag and um, it's like the size of a half a sheet of paper. It's not big. Right. But she's like, all the stuff in these buckets, like all over here, it's a bunch of different things. She's like, whatever you can fit in the bag, it's just uh, $3.50 for one bag. I was like, all right. <laughs> I start digging. I start going through. And I'm. this is where it's tying to the Melissa story. I really had to go pick up my kid. Uh, <laughs> like she's, she's getting ready to finish school. I was like, I knew I had to leave there at a certain time to yeah. be able to get to her in time. So I'm I'm just kind of like looking through because it's a whole mixture. They had the Star Wars stuff, but then they also have like Planet of the Apes, the uh, 
the Tim Burton one, they had a thing with that. All right. And then there's this other stuff for this Pepsi man character. That's a mascot in Japan. And I'm like, I'm digging through all these things. And like, every time I find a good star Wars one, oh, there's Yoda. Like, Oh, there's a, there's a sand trooper. Oh, there's a Gamorrean guard. Like, I don't have time to like look through all of them and compare which one's the best. Right. So I was just throwing them all into a basket. And then as time's getting short, so I'm like, all right, let's just throw them all in a bag, whatever. Yeah. So I probably got duplicates and everything of some of these. But if you're playing a game, you want to have like many stormtroopers and stuff right. like that. Sure. So throw them all in. Pay for my bag. Uh, I'm out. I pick up my kid. It was, didn't, didn't forget to pick didn't up my forget. kid. <laughs> didn't forget. I was an adult for a moment. But then at the, end, at the end of the day, I go through and I look at all the figures and stuff. 74. I got 74 figures in that wow. one bag. And, and there are a bunch of duplicates. I got like three Boba Fetts, three Darth Vaders, you know, which, which is fine because I can pick the best one. And some of the lightsabers are a little bent. So I got to, you know, find the good ones. So now I'm into that. Now, now I guess I've kind of thrown myself in the hole that That's because it. I couldn't find certain characters, I couldn't find a Luke and I couldn't find a Han Solo. Oh, that's no good. So I got, I got a good Chewbacca. I got a good princess Leia. I got a good Lando. I got two good Landos. So um, the other thing though, kind of, kind of tough to find stormtroopers. So have to, maybe other, maybe other gamers are doing the same thing as you. And picking up all the star troopers. I imagine them. so. So I, again, I've seen these. Toku Joe has an important question here. Did he? Oh. Did you or did you not find a Jar Jar Binks? I found several Jar Jar Binkses. <laughs> I purchased zero. Ah, <laughs> you said nope, I can't do Jar Jar Binks. You said I bought Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> I left Jar Jar. I left uh, little baby Anakin. I didn't buy any of those. I didn't buy any uh, Queen Amidala's. All that stuff stayed. I did buy some of the battle droid, like the super battle droid cool. ones, because I yeah. saw a lot of those. And I figure I found a good um, like prequel Obi-Wan, like me, like maybe episode two Obi-Wan and it looks good. And it's like, okay, I could do something with Obi-Wan and battle droids. I can play a little thing sure. there. I'll, I'll be fine with that. I found a good looking Mace Windu. I was like, all right, all right, cool. I could have a couple of Jedi versus a bunch of battle droids. That could be like a cool little scenario. Right. But if it's um, Simpsons quote, I crushed my Wookiee. Crushed my Wookiee. I got two, Chewbacca is the only problem is it's the Chewbacca from the end of Empire where he's got C-3PO on his back. No. But snap that C-3PO right off. Poor C-3PO. Didn't Just stand a chance. It. Nope. I did get a you know a good C-3PO. I got a good R2-D2. So <laughs> there's a lot, of good, a lot of good stuff there. But I would like to find a, a Luke and a Han Solo. So one other thing that happened. Sorry, this this story's going on for a long yeah, time. Yeah, you said it was going to be short. <laughs> My wife forgot her umbrella there, so we have to go back today. So <laughs> I'm going to go oh. peek through again. There you go. Are you, so so your, wife, your wife was with you when you were doing She was this? with me, yeah, but oh, she was okay. looking in the book section, you know, reading, and I was playing oh. with the toys. Yeah, but, all right. Well, while you were telling that story, you got an explanation with the I Got King's name. Said I hate oh, picking names. You. This was just a reference to something I said when when I played poker with some friends. I don't know how to play poker. They they asked what I had said. I got two kings, two kings. 
I those got are kings, the best names. Those go. are the yeah. best names when it actually comes from something and not uh, yeah, Cyber make... Cyber Thor two thousand <laughs> or some lame guy trying to make something up like buried on Mars. Exactly. He doesn't talk to those people anymore. Stuff happens. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> you don't know how many people I've dumped in my life. I don't, I don't talk to that, that person anymore. No problem. All right, forty-seven minutes in, we better start talking about these movies. Take my movies. Let's Did, do so it. You you watched two of them. Oh my goodness! I, I am uh, I'm I I'm all caught up on the uh, Tremors. Yep. I've watched part six and part seven, and I'm thinking of actually going back and and doing the the Godzillas from from two, 2014 because there's Godzilla 2014, which I hear is pretty mm. bad. But then there was another one that came out in 2017. That here's okay. And then I'll give you my review of, of them right now okay. from what I remember. Godzilla 2014, yeah, kind of like so-so. It's not a very good movie, but there's some fun Godzilla shots. But there's not a lot of Godzilla in that movie. Mm, that the sucks. second one I watched within the past six months, I want to say. And I can't remember a single thing about it. <laughs> I, I want to say it was better, but at the same time, there were three, rec- four recognizable monsters: Godzilla, King Ghidorah with the the three heads, mm-hmm. uh, Mothra, and yeah, Mothra. Uh, Rodan, who's like the the flying pterodactyl guy. Right, right. I can't remember a single thing that happened in the movie. I don't remember a single monster fight, anything. Hmm. Well, that sounds sounds memorable. Well, the, and then and then I want to watch uh, Skull Island, King Kong Skull Island, and then wrap it up with uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. I did. I have seen Skull Island too. It's not a great movie, but it's more memorable than either of those Godzillas. I just I I don't know why I want to do this, but I do. But I wanted to watch Tremors six and seven. I don't know why I wanted to do that, but I did that as well too. Yeah, sometimes you just do things. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm I'm feeling jazzed up to start watching those Resident Evil movies again. It's, and they're terrible. They're awful. They, they're all yeah. They're not yeah. good. But I don't I don't think I could sit through the first one again. I think I've seen that first one enough times that I don't ever have to see it again. But the rest I don't remember at all. So I'm really curious to revisit the second one because I remember not liking it. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, for some reason, I think I might like it more now. Tokujuo says, just to watch Skull Island, he doesn't like any American Godzillas. I've only seen the the very first Godzilla. Like the very first Japanese And it was something else. <laughs> Guy in the rubber suit. They're probably I'm not I'm not setting I'm not believing anything is good, but I do feel like I need some bad movies now. To, to so I could feel better about the good movies that I watched. I've got some bad movies that I watched. <laughs> Was it Tremors 6 and 7? <laughs> well, I saw 6, which is A Cold Day in Hell, right? That's right. I saw that uh, months back, year, right. a year ago, whatever it was. It was a while ago. And when I saw it, I came on here and I asked you, if you had seen it, you said no at that time. And I said, good, you haven't seen the worst Tremors movie ever made. Did you feel that way when you watched it? The worst? I 
I yeah, <laughs> I guess like <laughs> I suppose it was the worst. I mean, they had this idea. It I do like the ideas of these two movies, but we'll just stick to the first one. I do like the idea of because the first movie was about them stuck in this desert town. They can't get no one can get in. They can't get out. They're stuck there with these worms. They got to figure out a way to get out. Good premise. Same thing okay. with this one. It's the same one. The idea is that they're stuck in the Arctic this time, and the uh-huh. worms can drill through the uh, a graboid. Sorry, if I if I to be technical, they can drill through the the ice now somehow, and uh, you know kill people. And they're stuck on this Arctic uh, thing, and they can't get in, and no or no one can get in. They can't get out. So it's the same kind of premise idea, but the execution is. Yeah. N- n- they didn't even bother to go to the Arctic to, to make this movie. And they made it in, in South Africa. No, they shot it, yeah, in South Africa. <laughs> the, so they were they were planning on shooting it in Bulgaria to at least make it look like something like an Arctic thing. Right, but, uh, right. The plans fell through, and they said, well, you know what? We'll go back to South America, because that's or South Africa, sorry, because mm-hmm. that's where we shot the last one. And we'll just use some CG to make it look like there, it's snowing and there's there's snow. And they did that for the first scene of the movie, mm-hmm. and that was it. They just kind of forgot about it. They just they, said, "Well, you just, know what? There's, there's a- some throwaway line like, oh, it's it's warm here.' Yeah, it's a hot spell. There's a hot spell going on, and <laughs> and it's funny too because you can you can get pieces of it from the script that they had this idea that they were going to tie this attack to global warming. You know, these mm. the graboids were frozen up there. They were a different breed that that could survive in the cold. But because of global warming, we've kind of melted the, the the ice there, and they can get through the ice easier and all that. But at no point do you ever feel like as if they're in the Arctic. Like for one, no. there's trees everywhere. There's no Arctic in the trees, or no trees in the Arctic. There's a thing called the tree line, and it it I mean. It, it actually goes through Ontario, my province. It's way north, but you know, there's like the very north part of Ontario. There's no trees because they can't grow because it's too cold. The ground in is the too first, In the original Tremors, the location was key to that movie. Like it's yeah, kind of like it was part of it. It's part of the. It's one of the characters, like the, like New York and Ghostbusters. It's yep. like you need that environment. It was it was importance to the plot why this could happen and how it could happen. You go into the original sequels, two, three, four, it was still in that area. So it just kind of made sense. All of these new uh, Tremors sequels, like the location doesn't matter one way or the other. There's nothing special about where they keep going to different places. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The only thing story-wise that you get out of that is that, Oh, we found some in this re- other remote area. Right. That's it. The the Tremor sequels, none of them make sense because after the original film and people find out about these things, you're not finding some local hillbilly to come out and kill these things. Yeah, there'd be the military scientists. would be sworn. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think they said something in in the this most recent one about uh, oh you know th- these things hunt by vibrations you want to send a whole military troop in there and and have people walking around oh no that was in um, Tremors two 
It was okay. one of their like why why the military's not involved. Yeah, like I all over there'd be too many vibrations. I feel like it's a it's a thing that you can get away with in a in one more sequel. But then after that it's like the cat has to be out of the bag, you know. There there were two I will come back to these movies. I want to step back to the original prequels, uh sequels. Uh there are two ways you can do a sequel of this movie. One is what they did in part two. The worm changes because you know the threat, yeah. you know what to watch out for. Okay, so we gotta have something new happen. Change it up. The worm births out these little mini things and they behave differently. Good. Or part four, you somehow get another group of people who don't know about this and they have to go through the same scenario and learn everything. Send it into the past, someone else who ex- experienced this or somebody who it's happening at the same time as the original Tremors, but like a, to a different group of people somewhere. That's all you can do. Otherwise, it's just, it doesn't make any sense because people know about this now. Well, it's it's like these sequels want to have their cake and eat it too. They make it as if uh, the, the Graboids and the whole culture of the Graboids are known to only a certain group of people. Like right. they're all into it. Burt Gummer, who's Michael Gross, who's been in all of these movies. That's his character. Burt Gummer is like a hero to this sect of people who are really into it. And then the rest of the world just doesn't seem to care. They're like lethargic to the whole thing. And yeah. they don't care until they're stuck in with the Graboids and with Burt Gummer. And they're like, what's going on? Like, even scientists who are all about scientific discoveries and stuff no. like that. Like, no, I'm going to go to the Arctic and I'm going to drill some ice. I'm not going to care about those graboid things. That's not right. Really nobody's interested thing. in them either. Nobody's <laughs> no. interested in studying them or anything. No, no. Only these people who realize, hey, giant worms. Yeah. There's a lot of money in that. Yeah. They're the only yeah. people that are out there interested. Yeah. Or like they want to do some sort of experiments for the for the government or something like that. But it's all hush hush and under the thing. Nobody really yeah. knows anything about it. It's, it's very very bizarre but i think that's because the scripts start off as one thing and then they just get to their shooting location and they just like okay well maybe we'll do this maybe we'll do that maybe we'll do this and it yeah. just fall, you know who cares about story um the other annoying thing is that within the last the last three tremors movies five six and seven mm-hmm. they have uh given burt gummer uh a buddy basically trying to do like a buddy kind of movie kind of thing and it's always yeah. a comedic actor for, yeah. the, for five and six it was jamie kennedy for this latest one, it was John Herder. And John Heater. Heater? Okay. Napoleon Dynamite. John Heater. Uh, and they're, they don't give them anything funny to say. Like, they don't bring any sort of comedy into the... No. Um, I, I think Jamie Kennedy tried with his brand of comedy in the first one, which doesn't work. Um, but at least... I don't like these new Tremors movies very much. They're they're really <laughs> bad movies. You're going out on a limb here. <laughs> yeah. But the first one they did, uh, Bloodlines, at least had something. I liked what they did with Burt Gummer of how he was doing his like um his YouTube, YouTube. videos. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought that was fun. That felt like his character. They had to do something. Like this guy who has like been a hero the first, in the three movies and they had to give him like some sort of level of celebrity or something. So yeah, I, I thought that was fun because in the second movie, he he's like recording himself as he's you know doing his mission. He's taking it very seriously. 
Um, and then, you know, they introduce the, the character who ends up being his son. So there's like a little character development there. The second sequel, um, there's nothing. It's just them there and then just fight monsters. And then this, and the this same... most recent one with, uh, with John Heater, it's like there is nothing. There's absolutely nothing. This most recent one is one of the laziest movies I've ever seen. Like nobody had any idea of what to do other than here's some money, make another Tremors movie. There, there's absolutely nothing. It's the worst uh, script writing. There's like nothing makes any sense of why they're doing different things. Whatever they were trying to do with John Heater's character of like him having like becoming a leader for his team or something is all yeah. just like sloppily like, peppered in there um even the, the ending it's like bert's on his own and then they just john heater just joins him for some reason which made no sense because zero sense because okay john heater throughout the entire movie he's like the he's the weaker guy the kind he's i'm su- guessing he's supposed to be a little bit of the comic relief but he's also like the next big star in the film but they have this female character who's way more competent than he is at doing everything. And she knows about the Graboids because she's in the the community and all that. She's all about the guns and Burt Gummer's her hero and all that. So if anything, those two should be the ones to save the day, right? They're the ones that should be going out and, you know, at least her, she's like the freaking most competent. uh, That's the, the one who works as part of his team. Like, like she yes. seems to be yeah, totally okay. into that. Right, and right. then there was, there's also there was... the, the Tomb Raider character. Right. Yes, yeah. And, you know... I forgot there wait... was two. I just watched it this morning and I forgot there was two. You're waiting for... Because <laughs> the two... There's two groups. All right, we're talking about the last movie now. <laughs> yeah, we're jumping around quite a bit. Okay, let me so just... You... I just want to circle back to the, the part six. Go ahead. The one where they're in the Arctic. They do the same joke throughout the entire movie. So in the first movie, the, they put some explosives inside of the worm, and the worm explodes. Mm-hmm. And you know they all like, yeah, the worm, we got it. It exploded. And then they all get hit with pieces of, of Graboid. Yep. Funny scene or whatever. It part was six, funny, you know. Yes. Part a couple six, of films ago. Part six does that same joke, like throughout the entire movie, from beginning mm-hmm. to end. There was just not, It was just that over and over again. And then he goes in the mouth and... Anyway, so that's it. That's all I have to say about part six. Now let's go on to part seven. Uh, part six, you also get to see a little uh, uh, Burt Michael Gummer Gross. Nudity. Yeah, so you yeah. do get to see his bum. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did get a chuckle. That did get a legit chuckle out of me. I, it got a, ugh. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I suppose. You do get to see, if you watch all of these movies, you almost get to see every part of Michael Gross <laughs> from the age of 40 to 70. That's what, that's one of the fringe benefits of watching the Tremors series. Uh, part seven. Here's the story. There's a, some team people on an Island somewhere. And uh, suddenly people start dying. There's two islands close by. They're, they're like neighbors. There's research good guys on one Island. There's a crazy guy with, um, he's like a hired guide, brings a lot of rich people out 
to his he's island. doing like the the most dangerous game kind of thing it's like yeah attracting hunters and and they want to hunt like you know these crazy animals and all that right so he is just buying graboids because nobody else wants them nobody else cares about these things he's yeah. just buying graboids and bringing them to this island well he created them right he said he uh, he created uh four of them created or brought in created and remember okay. they they genetically enhanced them i'm uh, i'm or, fuzzy or, memories because i watched this more than a day ago okay and I, I watched it so this morning. much of it is already just like so it, they, cre- they entered created my them. eyes and just fell out of my ears i think they created because i can't remember if it was the fifth or sorry the sixth or seventh one but they someone stepped on some eggs at some point now that was the arctic one anyways he creates them he created uh the shriekers who then created the the graboids Right, well, no, the, the, shri- the shriekers the, come sorry. from the graboids. Sorry, I screwed that up. He created the graboids who created the because the, the movie's called Shrieker Island. Shrieker Island, yes. Which makes at least this title makes sense. It makes more sense than a cold day in hell. Right. For part six, because it wasn't they, cold. It wasn't cold. No. It was it was a lukewarm day and it was an unusually warm day in it hell. It really seemed more like a standard day. They needed, uh, well, yeah, standard for us, but I mean for the Arctic, it was. No, I mean for anyone who, like Bert Gummer, who deals with these things, that's just how it goes. Yeah, yeah, it's not really hell. It wasn't like a, it it wasn't, a cold day in hell implies that, you know, it's a very rare or, you know, something you would never do or something that wouldn't happen. A more correct title would be uh, a normal average day in the life of Bert Gummer on an unusually warm day in the Arctic. Or just Tremor 6. Tremor 6 could work too. That's got a <laughs> bit of a ring to it. I mean, there was a Tremors 5. I don't, I don't know why we can do a Tremor 6. You're right. Um, so this new movie, the Shriekers are killing people. So there's good scientist people who happens to have... Oh. Here's an update on the uh, the the mouse has been evicted and Sarah's just making dinner now. Oh, so good go. job! So hopefully she washed her hands. Hey, I wonder what you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> this is Meatballs. an unusual meat. All right, tastes a little gamey. So uh, scientists are getting eaten. They find out that uh, the other guy is having this illegal hunting party. Um, and part of his illegal hunting party is the Tomb Raider lady who yes. is there to kind of keep things in line. And she's the one who's saying, you better be careful. I didn't sign up for this and those kind of lines. Um, so the the Good Island, the head scientist, researcher, whatever they are, is the Burt Gummer's former lover, mother of Jamie Kennedy. Yes. Right. Yes. Egg fried mice. Egg fried mice. And yes, Sarah did wash. Update. And and she says to Napoleon Dynamite, go get Bert Gummer. He's on this island somewhere because nobody knows where he is, but only I do. You're right. Why would she wouldn't go herself? I don't know. Well, maybe she thought he wouldn't come, right? Well, because wherever they are, I forget what island, where where in the world they are, but she says he's on this island. Nobody knows where he is except for me because I have his coordinates. Go go in a boat and go get him. So he gets in a boat 
and he goes like on a five minute journey and he just finds <laughs> as he's around the corner. <laughs> he finds Bert there as like a they're doing a thing where he's like the lone man on the island, cast no away. technology, castaway. Cast yeah. Which doesn't make any sense for Bert Gummer's character because nope. he's always been a survivalist who has many things. Yeah. And I guess the the idea is that he's tired of people coming to ask him to go fight monsters. Yes. He could just say no instead of going to live on an island. He could live in his bunker with all his uh, guns and stuff he likes and enjoys and just tell people no. Yes. Like let the military take her. Anyway, they bring him. He, they say something that makes him want to go. And then he goes and then he fights Tremors. Well, that's kind of the movie. They couldn't reach his. It was something. They couldn't reach his son. He said, "You gotta go. Gotta go find my son." He's that's guy. the. That's the interesting thing. I'm really curious why Jamie Kennedy was not in this movie. There's only a couple options. One, uh, he was just not available. Like the very limited time shooting, and like, oh, we couldn't make it. Two, difficult person to work with. Maybe they didn't want to invite him back. Three, even Jamie Kennedy knew enough. <laughs> enough. Uh, or maybe they just got John Hader and said, "We could probably make more money with him than Jamie Kennedy. He's a bit more of a name." Maybe, maybe he personally financed the movie. Said, "I want I to know. be part of the Tremors." Universe. These movies are uh, like the Universal logo comes up at the beginning of these movies, but it's, it's like a division. It's like, it's called 1440 universal, which is like a, uh, it's one of their, you know, direct to video. Branches. Yeah. 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 Like this is like, like the last part seven, the entire movie took place on one, like in one area. Right. You know, they, they like say they're going to this Island, that Island. Yeah. But it's obviously like, they just like move, turn the camera they around move the camera. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. Pretty Lame. but it's like you didn't even need it to be all these different islands you could have just made a story where it's all on one island but it's it's fascinating wanted to go you know i i am I'm, I'm really am fascinated with this series just to see how much lower and lower and lower it can go like i did rate this i rated seven higher than six uh really? I, I gave them both a, a star and a half but i gave seven an extra half because of the montage at the end of the movie and it kind of made me feel a little oh yeah little, when they said gooey. okay we don't have enough on our own let's put some clips of the original movie yeah here. and that made me that made me feel nostalgic so i was like oh that's 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 nice but it's amazing like this movie like this series went from tremors one which is just to me it's a perfect movie it is you know like you I, like better than Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is crap compared to Tremors. Tremors is like, you know, like they, it's Jurassic kind of, Park is not crap, but Tremors is a better movie. It's a way better movie. And it goes from that to, and it just keeps the vault, the, the de evolving into worse and worse and worse. And yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Just, they're a, I guess they're able to make just enough money on those rentals. I, yeah, I rented right. it. I gave them some money. Well, I put I put in uh, an article here because after I watched the movie, I you can't really spoil this movie, okay? As no, much as you, you, you can. can't spoil any of it. I'm these. just gonna say it. I'm going to say the ending of Tremor Seven right now. You mean it was the middle of part three? 
Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> if you think about it, yeah, it was. That's right. I forgot about that. And, well, uh, uh, Bert Gummer dies at the end of uh, seven. Apparently, Bert Gummer cannot be found. The last time you see him, a, a graboid is racing toward him. You're right. With mouth open, giant thing, and he seems to disappear into the mouth. And he's given the finger. Too. Yeah, that that was kind of fun. <laughs> I did like that part too. But uh, they were burying something, right? They they were making a grave. They did they just pile rocks? They, and... Yes, because they had to have a little moment. But they got where... his hat. Did his hat come flying off? His. They found his hat, which was not his original hat. You notice in part six, he switches to a Chicago Cubs hat. Yeah, apparently that was Atlantic Hawks. That was uh, Michael Gross's thing. He was like, I'm yeah, a Chicago a guy. Really I don't want to wear this dumb hat anymore. Decision. It yeah. stands out. I mean, thankfully, it only happens in these garbage movies towards the end. It, it, it's part of it was such an iconic part of his character. You know, and when they rested that Chicago hat there, I was like, oh, it's the hat from the crappy two movie. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, and it deal. was placed. It was placed on his grave by the guy he didn't know and had no connection with. Yeah, they do that. That's like. Every friggin' movie, yeah. Like why? Like at least the the uh, jazz, the, the mother, yeah, right. Someone who Jasmine. had a connection with them. They all take right. their moment to put something on his grave, and that's it's... like that Star Wars movie where Chewbacca goes and or she. It was Ray and and Princess Leia go hug each other. And you're like, why are these two characters hugging each other? Yeah, over the death of Han Solo and Leia should have way more a connection with Chewbacca, who's been there since day one. You know. I don't know. Hmm. It was just that level, that level. It's it's it just there's that is the there's absolutely no connection, no character. So nothing we went to from onto. we went from amazing movie better than Jurassic Park to uh, Star Wars sequel level. <laughs> <laughs> we dipped that low, yeah. dipped that low. Anyways, that's but it. Uh, then yes, you you linked an article right. which I had I had previously read. <clears throat> Well, I, I saw the end of the movie today, and I was like, is this really it? Is this it? Mm-hmm. So I had to, I had to, I had to I find out. I asked myself the same thing. And yeah, basically, uh, Michael Gross sums it up perfectly. It says it's like 5% story and 95% business. Mm-hmm. So if they want to make another one, he'll be back. Yeah. And they Pretty purposely much. left it a little ambiguous there. Yeah. So Pretty much if this one makes enough money then they will make another one. They'll have and the as long as Michael Gross is alive. He will that was the it. other thing too. He was like, he hopes he can hold up because if they wait a couple of years, he says he'll be 75 by the time they get to shooting another one. That's really, I mean, he was, you know, 70. what's kind of impressive though. In a couple of scenes of this most recent one where they have them running away, you can tell it's Michael Gross running. Yes. He's got that old man yes. run. They could have easily put a stunt person in there, but they would have had to pay a stunt person. Right. To do and that. the sad thing too is that they shoot all of they shoot those scenes at like with this film that shoots at like an incredible amount of frames. Mm-hmm. So they can run it in slow motion later to make it more <laughs> dramatic. And he right. looks even worse right. in slow motion. They're doing him no service here. <laughs> that could have been a quick little, like it flies by. You don't even notice, but there they're just like, Hey, look at this old man. that can't move his legs past his 
kept saying before. Go, go, go back and watch uh, Rambo 4 when he's running away from the bomb. And you see they speed up Sylvester Stallone's footage so much. Yeah. He's like running at this the way insane to do it. race. So you don't it looks see totally it. fake, but it doesn't look like old man hobbling. Ah. <laughs> Careful, don't trip, Bert. Poor guy. You're going to step in a graboid hole. Anyways. Oh. I, it I, was I, terrible. Yeah. I mean, the only thing... It was even kind of an odd decision to me that Bert didn't come with any weapons. You know, I know he's doing his old man on the island thing. It doesn't yeah. seem right to his character. Yeah. So at least when they get there, it's like all we have are these old flamethrowers and, you know, yeah. chainsaws and stuff. So there's at least a little, okay, a little and difference in how they tackle this stuff. But That's the thing, too. It's like I a lot of the ideas that they're, they are using, you have seen work in other series. You know, like uh, Aliens, I, I know people don't like Aliens 3, but, you know, in Aliens, when all the Marines go in with all the guns and everything to fight the aliens. And then the third one is like to bring it back to the horror where they get mm -hmm. rid of like they don't have anything now. They're just making up weapons on that. And that stuff like it does work on some level in movies, but they just can't seem to execute it very well. Here's the other thing, too. In that first movie, they hit it home very hard that you can't make any noise. Or the, right. the the graboids are going to find you like right away. In these sequels, it's like people are yelling at each other. It's like right. It's like the vibration thing is there when they need it. When to, they need it, yeah. When they need it to push the plot, and then they kind of forget about it. It's like they were in this movie. Like you think, okay, well, you know, a lot of movies do that or whatever. But in this movie, it was so in part seven, it was so blatant. They were literally standing. I, I hate that word, literally, because it wasn't written down I know, but I know exactly what scene you're going to talk okay, about. Okay, so there's this mother uh graboid that is like smarter than all the other graboids and she can actually like she displays vengeance kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like when she goes after the leader of the hunting group or whatever, Michael Gross says like she did that out of vengeance. She knew to take out all the weaker guys first and then to take him out last. You know, that's really displaying some sort of intelligence. So he comes back to the to his scientists thing to tell them this, like to inform them of this. And they're like, hey, guess what, Michael Gross? You are standing right on top of her right now because we've got all this sensor equipment in that. And you and John Herter are standing right on top of her right now. Heaters. Heater. So don't move. You and Napoleon Dynamite, don't move. Stay still. And they're like, okay. And they're like kind of like whispering to each other and that. And then all of a sudden... The mom, Jasmine, comes walking out. Hey, what's going on? They're like, hey, don't move. And then they're like having this discussion. And it's like, I thought the monster was right under them and was going to. It, it makes them. no sense. Like, uh, did the actress just not want to go climb up into the tower or something for the scene? I don't know. And then they're, they're on the radios, too. Like, yeah. He's sitting there. He's like, don't make any noise. Yeah. All right, Bert, we're up here on the tower. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. And he doesn't say anything. He's he's just talking back to them like like it's perfectly fine. Well, and if you have radio communication, wouldn't you communicate that to Bert before he gets there? Like, hey, the we're all up in the area and the, the, it makes no sense. Yeah, and then I was waiting for the moment, you know, the Tomb Raider character switches sides. You mm -hmm. know, she's she's had enough and she's going to go join the heroes. 
and then she plays absolutely no role. Like I, I'm waiting for the the archery yeah, the, skill. Like she's exactly. gonna do some marksman stuff. They save they, some people. It's another weird thing they they do with these movies. They set it up like she's and, this amazing archer. She's got the taking you know shooting at the guy with the apple on his head, and she's doing it with a mirror right, and not even looking for like stupid scenes. You want the scene where like oh look the shriekers are coming after Bert, and she's like. Rambo style, just picking them off. You know what it reminded me of? Wonder Woman 1984. <gasps> Segway. Are we done with Tremors? That's. We, I hope everybody's done with Tremors. <laughs> I do want to see them make another one, and I want to see them do it right. I want to see. You know them, what like, would be great? You know what would be really, really great? I because what I heard about Part Six, we're not done with Tremors. What I heard about Part Six is the. <laughs> The the the, uh, the 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 whole gist of the movie was the gist of the movie was that they were going to weaponize tremors. So I was expecting tremors with like laser cannons and stuff on them. <laughs> it would be really cool if they just it made a smart script that was also really stupid but just fun. Mm-hmm. And if we got Burt Gummer back, but like with cyber implants, oh, like he got messed <laughs> up. And then it would be a lot easier to put a stunt person in for the action scenes because he's kind of covered. Right. But, like, he still has the baseball cap, but he's got, like, cyber parts, and he's got built-in weaponry. And then he can go, you know, fight these things. That would be so much fun. By the way, you just got all the Tremors nerds upset by calling a Graboid a Tremor. I know they hate that. I do it. Everybody does that. You know, they hate that. They hate that. I understand. I hate it because I hear people talk about tremors and they say it. I'm like, nope, it's graboid, graboid. <laughs> I'm I'm safe. I just call them worms. Everybody does but, it. Everybody makes that mistake. So Wonder Woman 1984. Finally watched this movie. Finally, it just came out. What the heck? Um, and that that movie, it's it's uh, it is just as bad as tremor. Have you seen it? Have you seen Wonder yeah, Woman 1984? I had so, mentioned it, and you were like, why did you see that? Why would you waste your time? Why would you ever want to watch this? There are all these Marvel I? movies. Why? Yes. No, no, no. You told me. Right, yeah, but you set that up with like watching like several bad DC movies. Anyways, this movie know, starts off. This movie it's... starts off with a young Diana, Wonder Woman, and she's... Oh, uh, God, that whole sequence. Doing this whole triathlon thing where she's a, a, a young girl... And she's competing with these older, like, you know, uh, 20-year-olds in this like, decathlon. Like aged people who would yeah, be doing Yeah, right, right. And, you know, so they do their their bits and the running and... The Riding horses, swing. shooting arrows, swimming. Right. Okay, so she, so she gets on her... She, at one point, she gets on her horse, and she's, she's thing, and she's ahead. She knows she's ahead. And little Diana looks back and sees that, you know, yeah, she's got a good lead, and she misses a tree branch that hits her and knocks her off her horse <laughs> knocks off the horse the horse takes off what's she going to do the other people are passing by her she's going to lose this competition she sees this weird concrete sled thing i guess that's used for like a culvert to it's used when you don't know how to get on with the story so she said hey if i slide down that thing i can jump back on my horse and i can i can get back in the race so she slides down the shortcut. thing yeah. jumps on the horse Gets to getting towards the end, and I'm not sure if it's her mom or one of the leaders of the tribe that she's in or whatever Someone. stops her. No, you can't do that. You took a shortcut. That's wrong. You can't do that. That's 
She and you know the little girl stamps stops right. Eh. So I'm watching this Wonder Woman movie. It's two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. This was a ten minutes of the movie. It's going on and on and on. Okay. Then they finally get into like 1984 and they're in a mall and she's doing her thing. I was like, I was liking that part. That was that good. part. That's the best part of the movie. That was fun. If, if the movie was just that 15 minutes, I would have been fine. I'd be like, that was a good 15 minutes. But then it goes on, like it goes on about like wishes, and there's a stone that can grant <sighs> wishes, and this guy. It's all like these really dull characters that turn themselves into dull villains mm-hmm. that she fights. But I'm watching this, and I'm like, I know this. This is a movie. This is a real movie. It's not going to waste my time with that first ten minutes. Two and a half hours long. That first ten minutes had to be important. It had to be telling me something. So I'm watching this movie. And that first, it's not, it doesn't come to any sort of, it was pointless. Absolutely pointless. pointless. And it's like, why, why are you wasting my time with this stuff? Is it, it's, it's, I hate to go back to Jurassic Park, but if there's one thing that Jurassic Park (laughs) did, it was this one Jeff Goldblum uh, line. It's like, everybody focused on, you know, can we do this thing? And nobody asked if we should do this thing. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's the thing in movies now. They're like, hey, we could show this, we could show that, we could show this. But nobody like looks at it and says, we're gonna. This movie's two and a half hours long. We're gonna waste everyone's ten minutes of their time with this thing when we can just get right to the friggin' mall in 1984. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, because you know, this villain. It, he he can grant anyone's wish, but if he grants someone's wish, he takes something away. It's the same thing that the stone does. He wishes he becomes the stone, and so now he can grant all these wishes. But if he does, if he grants your wish, he's going to take something away. So uh, she wishes that her her boyfriend that died in the first movie come comes back inadvertently. She doesn't do it on purpose. It's she accidentally. This is Wonder Woman accidentally does it. And her boyfriend comes back in some sort of way. But the trade-off was is that she loses her powers. And I'm like, when is the like you can't take a shortcut thing gonna come into this? And it never mm-hmm. does. It never Shortcut does. is usually what helps you in a movie like this. It's like you you figure out a quicker way to do something or you yeah. know, the workaround. You know, that's know, what I was waiting creative. for. And I thought with the wishes, you know, okay, you can't just wish, you know, a shortcut into thing. You got to put the work in or whatever. Never comes to that. This Never movie was that. shockingly bad because I I remember watching the first Wonder Woman movie and like, eh, it's all right. It was better than the, like those Batman, uh, Superman movies by yeah. by far. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it was pretty well done in certain areas, a lot of the action and stuff. And the first movie was was really de- uh, really good. But this was just so bizarre of, like, why are you doing this? Why isn't this, like, a properly structured movie? Even the whole thing, the, the whole uh, don't take shortcuts, I, I'm still scratching my head. Why was this little kid participating with adults? I, I guess the idea is that she was, like... She no, they're, they're all Amazons. They, they Why, all think, have equal footing, don't they? Doesn't doesn't she have like more? Isn't she like a? I like thought they were sp- all descendants of gods and things. There, I don't know the Wonder Woman story. To me, it made no sense why a little kid would be 
participating with the adults. I just thought she skipped a few grades. Like she all was, I know, <laughs> she all was, I know yeah, is the mall scene was fun, and the whole movie was silly. So if they kept like a nice silly tone, maybe oh, that's why they had to. And just you know, great. at a nice ninety-minute movie about Wonder Woman in the eighties, you throw a few uh, you know period jokes in there, and I'm talking about time period. Yes, I, jokes. I got yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you uh, sexist you just, bastard. You have throw nice, some period jokes in there. <laughs> you have a nice fun movie, just like Shazam, and then yeah, you know, it just, uh, I'd be waiting for more. Instead, they got this terrible. Um, who was the Ghostbuster that was in there? Uh, um, Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig, not yeah. a bad actress, nope. not a bad actress, and honestly, a very pretty lady. Saw her in an interview when she's not all like uh, mm-hmm. doing common things. She's a very pretty lady, um, but terrible character yeah it was just it's Awful. just a a boring character you know like it it um it's it i mean the movie's two and a half hours to, t- to show you stuff you've seen so many times before already it had nothing original nothing new to say and it's like i i'm, I'm gonna go back to this tom baker quote the guy who played doctor who in the 70s he, you know he he just nailed it with this thing. He's like, these stories are, are the same. There isn't too much more that you can say, you know, you're going to be saying the same thing over and over again. You know, the hero is going to win. So the, the only thing you can do is entertain people right. while you do it. And that's what this movie does not do. It doesn't entertain you on any level at no, all. It Unless really feels- you are sitting there looking at your phone and you're going to look up at the explosions once in a while and then go back onto your phone. I think that's how like some people like they get upset with us when they say like, Hey, you get, you were too hard on that movie. I thought it was okay. Whatever. Yeah. You were probably just sitting there looking at your phone. I watched the movie. I sit yeah. there and I look at the movie and you, and, and this movie was crap and it was just so boring. It, it feels like they were going for kind of a lighter tone. They had the campy eighties thing. They had the little kid, the, the one villain turns into a cat lady. Wonder Woman's got like the golden armor thing. There's lots of like fun visual things that are could be campy and, and fun, but so boring. So yeah. boring. It definitely needed an, ed- an editor. I would have cut out that first 10 minutes. Yeah. Boom. Get that gone. And then. Well, I watched Tremors 7. <laughs> so and anyway. I said. This is the worst movie I've seen in a very long time. And yeah. the very next movie that I watched was Army of the Dead. And I then said, this is the worst movie wow. I've seen in a very long time. I thought you were going to say the bar was set so low that this just no. snuck on. My me. bar was rock. But my bar was underground with the Graboids. <laughs> and-, and Zack Snyder burrowed beneath that. Wow. Zack Snyder went sub-tremor. Sub sub graboid sub, sub John Heater Tremor sequel. Wow, it's so bad. That's the cool. story doesn't make any sense. The characters are terrible. Visually, it's a nightmare. Um, Zack Snyder was the director of photography and the writer and the director, and he did this thing where he played around with the shallowest depth of field. You could possibly imagine. He's full of where shit. That nothing guy. is in focus, <laughs> which I understand if they're doing for like it's a creepy zombie environment you can't see. Uh-huh. But the entire movie is like that. When you're in plain daylight, 
they, there's one scene where like someone's looking at their smartphone. Everything around is blurred out except for the little smartphone screen. It's it doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. I hate I hate how these directors do things just for the sake of doing it. You watch an old Hitchcock. I was watching an old Hitchcock movie and it was it was this thriller thing. And there was a scene with uh, Paul Newman and this and this uh, woman that he doesn't even doesn't even really know. And they're trapped in this room with uh, with a killer. And if he gets it while he's like a. Like he's part of the government kind of thing. And if he like uh, an assassin for the government and if he gets out, he's going to let the government know about all this stuff. So they have to stop him and uh, they don't really know what they're doing. They, they themselves are not killers. So they have they do this thing as like this really sloppy killing. Like they try to stab him and they only stab him like up here above his heart. Mm. So he doesn't die. And he's like fighting them and all that. So then like she gets in her head. What I'm going to do is I'm going to turn on the oven and we're going to stuff his head in the oven and kill him that way. Mm-hmm. And they're grabbing him and like the camera's like moving forward like this closer and close. Like it's just a shot of the oven and it's just like this. Mm-hmm. So like you're getting the, like his perspective as they're right. grabbing onto you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is so cool. Like he's thinking of all of these things to do in this scene, but it makes sense within the story. It's all part yes. of the suspense of the story. Now I find that they would just do that just for the sake of it, where there's right. no setup or build or anything to this thing. You know. Well, here's the thing, all you big-time Hollywood directors that are listening out there. If you want to try something experimental, you can just try it. Do some test <laughs> footage. like yeah. Not even when you're on a movie. Just go get a camera and try it. And then show it to somebody. And say, hey, what do you think of this? Don't tell them you made it. Don't tell them you want to do it for a movie. Just say, what do you think of this? And they'll say, uh, that looks really good. It's effective. Or they'll say, that looks like garbage. And if they say that looks like garbage, don't shoot your whole movie that way. They used they, to they do that too all the time. Around them. Zach, Zach Snyder would say, I want to shoot my movie like this. What do you think? And everyone says, oh, Zach Snyder? Yeah, of course. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Please. You make money. Yeah, they used to do that all the time. You watch like old extras on Blu-rays for older movies and that, like the stuff that they would test out, even for the crappiest James Bond movie, you know, they would like, uh, you could go on the Blu-ray extras and you could, they'll actually have all the test footage that they did before they actually said, okay, we're going to put this in the movie or not, make sure that this thing works or whatever, you know, they'll like, you know, how a car flips in the air or or whatever, doing stunts with like a, a semi truck or whatever. And they would actually show it to, you know, the people financing the movie to say, look, this is what we can do and we can make it look like this kind of thing and all that. And it was all like pre-planned out. But I don't know. I don't know what they do now, man. It's just so bad. Movies are bad. Every every movie sucks, except for a few. We got we got at least one here. That's good. He's fun. Good movie. You mean solo? No, not that. I don't know. I haven't seen it. It might be fantastic. Everyone might be wrong about it. I watched it. And what'd you think? Uh, honestly, I'm on the fence. It's, it's, um, there's a lot of stuff I don't like about it, but there's also a lot of stuff that, uh, is okay. Um, they explain the Kessel run, right? You know what? You know what? There was a, um, there was a, uh, red letter media video where they did like predictions for what they think is going to happen. 
everything is in this movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, and all the things that like everything you know about Han Solo from the movie, the original trilogy, they, they went on the assumption of all that's going to be in there. All that was in there. Yeah, I, I saw it's that. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like all that stuff is in there. And that's one of the things that I hate about the movie is that even the stuff that's not in there, like the stuff, they don't show it, but they still say it. Like, uh, yes, the Kessel run, the spice mines of Kessel and all of that and Lando and Chewbacca and everything, the Millennium Falcon, it's all there. But even things like, I'm going to spoil some stuff for you. Uh, go ahead. Job of the Hut is not in the movie. But they what? make a point of mentioning Jabba the Hutt. Oh, yeah. Tatooine and the cantina is not in the movie, but they mention going to a bar and like going to Tatooine. So like everything that's not in there, they at least mention it. And can I spoil the ending for you? Yes. Han Solo is not part of the rebellion or anything, but the, the whole thing about this movie is like he's trying to uh, boost this um, fuel. That that's like a cargo thing. He's trying to smuggle. He's trying to get this fuel. Yep. And at the end, when they get the fuel, it ends up going into the hands of these people. And they're the ones that start the rebellion. So Han Solo, even though he's not part of the rebellion and he doesn't fight for a cause yet, he's also instrumental in the foundation of the rebellion. That stuff is so stupid. It's so stupid. That's so why stupid. That's why I hate so much of this movie. But at the same time, there is some stuff that I thought was fun. Like, why do they got to tie stuff in like that? It's just so stupid. It's stupid. so bad. They have yeah. to connect him to everything. And and do people like, oh, my God, that is like the greatest thing. Han Solo started the rebellion. He's all part of it. See how cool he is? Oh, yeah. So dumb. It's so oh, dumb. Yeah. Woody Harrelson is awful. I don't know. Why is Woody Harrelson in so many movies now? I, I don't know. He's like off he, the pot. I, he, and they just he was him. in Cheers. He had a thing a long <laughs> time ago. And then he was kind of gone. And then now he seems to be in so many big movies. This is This is one of my favorite games to play. I'm going to go look up Woody Harrelson. And... I remember him doing some movies back in the day, like People versus Larry Flint, yep. stuff like that. But then it seemed like he disappeared, as most actors like do who don't do a lot of big things. And then he's like, oh, he's in, but he's also in Kingpin. He's in Zombieland. He's in. You know... See, I, I have a theory. There are some actors out there, like Tom Cruise, who everyone loves and think is, thinks is terrific. But if you actually look at the what movies they have done, it's it's not that great. There's not yeah, that they're, great they're in a lot of things, but they're none of them are good. Yeah, like everyone knows who they are. So like he did the Zombie Land movies, which I watched the first one. I thought it was garbage. It's not my thing. I know people like it, but it's just it's not my thing. I like the first like five or ten minutes of that, and then it got really stupid. I liked Bill Murray, but you know that was it. <clears throat> um, he's in uh, Solo, the Venom movie. Yeah. Forgot he was in that. Oh, oh yeah. He's in well, War he's going to be in the new one, of course. War of the Planet of the Apes, Wilson, Lost oh, that's, in London. Oh, I haven't seen those new Planet of the Apes movies. I heard they're not bad. I watched the things. first one, and I didn't think it was that great. It wasn't really my yeah. thing. I, it I'm wasn't curious. really my thing. I'm curious. Uh, the Edge of 17, LBJ, 
the duel a bunch of movies you never heard of oh he was on true detective i remember people liking that i haven't seen that he's in the hunger games like it's just a bunch of movies that you've never heard of that out of out of the furnace free birds now you see me seven psychopaths ramparts friends with benefits i think okay. i've heard of like two of these movies you know what? i'm just gonna, i'm gonna scroll down until i find a movie that i like and it's not semi-pro okay well, here like we go kingpin right i that kingpin is a good movie uh Okay, I we, if we go back to 2007, he was in No Country for Old Men. But I don't remember him in that movie at all. Probably just a smaller role. Let me let me go back further and see if I can find a movie that like hit one of his movies. Uh, apparently, he was in The Thin Red Line, which I don't remember him in. He was in Wag the Dog. I don't remember him in that. The People versus Larry Flint and Kingpin. If we go back to 1996, we can find a Woody Harrelson movie that I like. I like him in Cheers. He's good in Cheers. Okay, quickly, uh, what did you think of Thor? You watched Thor the was first good. Thor? You liked the first Thor? Yeah, I mean, it sucked, but it was good. I thought the like the relationship between him and Natalie Portman stunk. Like, that was so cringy. They, no, they like, don't have a good relationship. Um there were some parts of the whole Asgard universe thing that I didn't quite understand. Yeah, me too. You know, these all, all these like great societies, they don't have anything in them. Like it's just big empty rooms. Everybody stands <laughs> around in cathedrals. Yeah, yeah. Walk down bridges. They don't have like no styrofoam cups or anything <laughs> in, in these worlds. Yeah. Where's Everything the bathroom? Is, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The movie overall, it was kind of fun. You know, there's some some good action scenes, and um, it was it was nice and lighthearted at times. I wasn't expecting them to do such fish out of water stuff with Thor having to be hit by cars and, and that stuff, stuff. was I, fun. I was, and when it, he was in the it, diner it, throwing the cups and that, that yeah, that stuff it was, was kind of good here and there. Um, but yeah, the only, the only reason I say it sucked is because um, I, I I thought Captain America was the next movie that I was supposed to watch. Hmm. And I checked the uh, the order again. I was like, oh, it's Thor. I kind of worked myself up like, oh, I'm going to watch the Captain America movie now. I'm finally ready. And I was like, oh, no, it's Thor. Sit through so Thor I, had to, like, I had to like pause and like, okay, psych myself up for a <laughs> Thor movie. I really liked the second Thor movie. I thought that one was much better. Even though people don't like it, they like this one. I thought this one was I, – I just didn't buy into him and Natalie Portman together. And I think in the second one, she's not even in it, or she's only in it for a second or something. It's just, and then Thor Ragnarok, that was that was great. She definitely wasn't good in things. that one. I hear good things. Well, she's in the newest one, right? Now she's going to be the Thor. She's going. She's going to be Thor. Oh my goodness! Isn't that like the the whole Thor? I don't know. Love God, Thunder, something. I don't know. Okay, let's quickly talk about Upgrade before we wrap up the show because supper is ready. Yes. And I want to talk about that. I'll get into fascinating horror some other time. I just threw that in there for things. So Upgrade. I watched this movie. It was the last movie I watched in May. And I'm watching, as I'm watching it, there's two people on this planet that I'm thinking of while I'm watching it. I'm thinking of Richard and I'm thinking of Duke. It's a sci-fi 
gory action in the vein of RoboCop, but it's not RoboCop, but it just has like some little bit of RoboCop. I did get a lot of RoboCop vibes. Yeah, dystopian society. So that's why I thought of of you two. I I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but I friggin' loved this movie. I thought it was was in my wheelhouse. So I recommend it to you. Did you watch it? I did. I did. And I, I did not love it. Um, I, I like a lot of it. I like a lot of the style, but I was also pretty frustrated by the movie. Um, I got a lot of RoboCop vibes, a lot of Matrix vibes, inner space. Uh, there's all these yeah. different influences that were that were coming into my head while I was okay. Watching. So let me let me just set up the movie a little bit before you get into why you didn't love it. Um, so this uh, guy who's like he's really into working with his hands. First, the movie starts off with him working on this old. No, no, uh, no, no. No, the movie starts with a close-up of a record player. Right, and he's listening to Howling Wolf. And he's listening to Howling Wolf on it. So that was like part one. And then it pans over to a 1977 Pontiac Trans Am, exactly like what Burt Reynolds would have in uh, Smokey and the Bandit Black with the screaming chicken on the... And he's working on this thing. So he's a guy who works with his hands. And he's in this futuristic society where everybody is getting further and further away from doing stuff like that on their own. They don't even drive their own cars. The cars drive themselves. You know, he's with his wife and his wife's all like, she's all into the technology. You know, you can just do this and do that. But he's like, he just needs to work with his hands. That's what keeps him going. That's what keeps him busy. Um, So they go, he's actually working. He doesn't make too much money. He's actually working on this vintage car for this other person. Um, Not sure how far in the future we are, probably at least 50 years in the future with the technology in that 30 to 50 years. And uh, so they go drop off this car. Turns out he's some big guy, big shot guy, whatever. Anyways, they're on their way back and they get uh, into the car goes crazy or whatever. And it turns out that these bad guys have uh, taken over the car and uh, they, you know, they get into this, uh, they basically get mugged. You know, the bad, like the car flips over, the muggers come in and pull them out of the car and uh, shoot, shoot the wife. This is all within the first few minutes. So I'm not spoiling anything. Shoot the wife. She's dead. And then they take him and they shoot him in the neck and then they, they run, they run away. And uh, the shot in the neck leaves him uh, to be a quadriplegic. So this rich guy who he delivers the car to uh, feels for him and says, you know what? I could put uh, a chip in your neck that will send the signals from your brain through the chip and it'll be able to operate your body uh, for you. So he, he starts off that way and then the chip starts taking over and like, he's like, he can fight dudes like with like super abilities and that because the well, chip the, is so advanced. That it can, the chip has like a, a consciousness. It's like an AI. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to get that far into it. Oh, I okay. To, I didn't, I, that, that was as far as I was going to go. That was my tickling. Okay. Tickling an ass with a feather kind of thing. Gotcha. So Okay. Well, um, then I guess without being too spoilery, I'll just say <clears throat> I did like the setup, the the garage, all the you had no I had no idea this was a futuristic movie. They they set it up where it's just everything is in this time zone. You could totally believe it was like present day or even in the past. Uh, but then he goes outside of his house. Yep, you better go eat dinner. <laughs> Very soon, yes. <clears throat> I, 
Susan he goes Rapid outside his house and then you see signs of, of new technology and his wife comes up in this super automated car. Like there's not even windows. There's like this honeycomb thing over all the windows. Yep. It drives itself. You don't even have to look or anything. It just drops you off. So then, okay, great, great little uh, twist right there. You know, had me fooled. Uh, so that shows just how far back he is. I thought it was a little odd that he's so far back, considering how futuristic that is, that he has no idea how to use computers. He says later on, like, he wouldn't even know how to operate the car because he'd, he'd touch the wrong button and he'd show up somewhere else. So, Dude, if you spent enough time on Zoom calls with the people I I've understand. <laughs> Believe me, I understand what it's like to be a backwards guy in a yeah. modern society. Yeah. But I thought it was a little extreme. But I, that's okay. I, I can take it for that. What I didn't get was the connection between him and his wife because they spend the first 10 or so minutes of the movie showing how separate and different they are. He's all this old school. She's contemporary um he he likes doing with his hands she doesn't want to do anything she wants to print a pizza he wants to mm -hmm. make a pizza they see they spend so much time showing how different they are mm -hmm. and the only connection they have is just you know generic oh you're my wife i love you kind of tracks baby uh, uh, I, I didn't get a connection and i thought her performance was a bit obnoxious sure fair enough yeah and then um they get into the this the story and everything and the beginning of the movie like the whole them getting into the car accident um the, the wife being shot and everything and then him being in the chair and and all that it's played in a very certain tone it's a very flat serious tone where this you you get the impression this is going to be an in-depth character thing like the way they show him his mom's like giving him the 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 bath the towel mm -hmm. bath and everything and she's trimming his beard and he just starts crying and you know it, it seems like it's going to be a deeper character study and the way he delivers his dialogue is very real it, it's you know it's not over the top exaggerated or anything even when they get to the whole ai chip and everything it, it's still played fairly straight once the action starts and I like the way the action was done, the way they shot it, you know, the, the movements, you know, it very, yeah. I thought that was fun, but then he starts talking and he starts getting really sarcastic when he starts delivering those like, oh, you didn't know I'm a ninja and then stuff like that. It felt <laughs> like, oh, come on. This is just, this is that. And when you start seeing people loading their guns, that's yeah. all I'll say. I thought that was great for a RoboCop tone movie. That's totally awesome. But in the, the movie where they set up and they're trying to be serious, it comes across as really goofy. So it, I, I kept thinking I wanted to be a backseat director saying, no, don't deliver the line like that. Don't, don't be sarcastic and corny. Like, Hey, to the, the hacker formerly known as Jamie, you know, like those kind of lines were just digging into my head. Like, no, keep it a little more straight. It could have been really fun. Cause I, the first fight scene, when that first fight scene ends, I was like, Oh, Oh my, I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah. And like, if they had kept that straight tone, it, it, it felt like really shocking, but it kind of, 
it was, it didn't know if it wanted to stay straight. It didn't know if it wanted to be kind of goofy over the top. So overall, I, I really liked it. I thought there was a lot of fun stuff, a lot of fun imagery, uh, the tables, the cars, the, the police car. I really liked the design of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the detective. I thought her character was good and yep. uniform throughout. Uh, and then the ending, I thought, this is not a smart enough movie to have an ending like that. Oh. That that ending felt like if you had stayed serious the whole time, I could I could buy that ending. But it it was not. But it got goofy and it it wasn't a thoughtful ending to me. See, the other movie I would say that that uh, this reminds me of is Predator. In the way that Predator starts off as really goofy, right? Like it's just this goofy kind of like action movie where these guys are going in, and then it turns into a serious monster movie. Where I felt well, this. yeah, but it's not it's not over the top goofy. It's not silly. Oh, it's over it's the top silly. goofy. It's Predator silly. when they're it's when the explosions silly. are happening and guys are like like moving really slow and stuff like that. I I it's very goofy. It's very goofy. That's I feel that's not as, it, as much of a tw- shocking twist as it, this it was. It was it was it felt the same to me. It felt like this was it start it starts off like really serious dystopian and then it kind of gets into the fun. Uh, stuff and as I was watching it, I was like, okay, like this, I'm having a good time with it, but I could see where they're going. I could see that this is going to happen, and this. Is oh yes, this and setting up that. And then when it got to the end, and all the stuff I thought was going to happen didn't happen. I thought, there, you did your job, movie. You had me on my toes. You had me thinking, and like I've seen this before. I get it where it going, and it and it didn't go in that direction. So I, I'll give you I, that in that the final end at least was a twist because yes, the whole movie you knew. You, you see, you could where, see the beats. You like could you saw see, yeah, where it was going, and it didn't. And go I that did way. not like the performance of that Bill Gates, uh, uh, Zuckerberg character. He was just totally flat. I mean, to me, he was just he, was, he wasn't he, in the movie that much. You know? yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was great. I mean, I, I'd say. I give it a thumbs up. I say it's a good movie. It's got a lot of fun things that I haven't seen before and, and a lot of different things uh, executed in, in a nice way. But it just there are just a few things here and there that just kind of tarnish the overall image of it. But yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a, it was a it, fun, it, entertaining watch. And I really liked the very intro where it, it starts with that flat line mm-hmm. and then it's the computer voice. Yeah, because I've I've never um every time you watch a movie it's like produced by yeah. production with and someone said it yeah instead of uh and there was no cre- no credit like there was no there was uh, no visual text visual. Yeah. and but there is a visual image that yeah. keeps you engaged I, I thought that was nicely done yeah oh i i i i see what you're saying but i didn't feel i i got a different vibe from the whole thing and well, it could have been that you know it's it's hard to recommend a movie to someone and like without like trying to set expectations too high right because right. for me this was a movie that was it was on a list the best netflix movies that nobody watches right and so i just put them all on my list and then that was like four months ago and then when i go on there i'm like what's this movie i don't know i just hit play and i start watching it right is and it is, gets is there of- a movie on your best netflix movies that nobody watches called annihilation I don't know. There might be. I, I just watched that recently. I watched it right after uh, Thor because it also had Natalie Portman in it. Oh. 
And uh, Natalie Portman kick. I guess, I guess. But um, I, I, I'd seen it show up on Netflix a bunch of times. And I was like, what is this? What is this? It's just, I always see a picture of this, like one image, this thumbnail that always pops up. And I'm like, what is this movie? So I watched it. And it's not a perfect movie. But it does have some interesting things. And as far as movie goes, it's told in an interesting way. Uh, there, I'd say watch it. I think you'll probably appreciate a lot of it, but you won't love it. But there will be a lot of things you can appreciate that most movies don't do. Okay. We better wrap this up because we're getting on two hours. And it's, oh my I'm going to be eating supper at 7 p.m. This is ridiculous. I, am, I feel like an American right now. Uh, follow the podcast as it's better consistent than STC Pod on Twitter. We're at Retro underscore Fandango. When was the last time you seen a new episode of STC Pod? It's been a very long time. Who knows? Who knows when they're going to come up with another episode? So you might as well listen to Fandango. You're not going to get STC Pod. Just come over and listen to us. Why not? Uh, might as well listen to us. Might as well. You got catchers. nothing better to do. <laughs> nothing better to do. You don't have cable anymore, so... Uh, get a boner with Retro Fandango and don't forget to check out our Discord need a link, just reach out to me you can uh, listen to Duke uh, he'll probably send a message when he watches Upgrade and let us know what he thinks of it that's it, that's the show gotta get out of here I gotta hit stop So, thanks everyone in the chat we had uh, Deke we had Sarka Sim, we had Toku Joe we had It's Rocket Sauce we had I Got Kings. He got Kings. Who I think he got out of here. <laughs> yeah, everybody did out. once we started talking about Tremors. How, how boring is this show? I got out of here. And uh, Mrs. <laughs> Q-Dog. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit end broadcast and not leave studio. Right now. You can you can try. Doing it. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bingo. Bingo.